0: Welcome to the Qualified Tutor podcast. I'm your host, Ludo Miller, and I'll be interviewing tutors and thought leaders from across the tutoring landscape to inspire, inform, and motivate you to become the best tutor you can be. The Qualified Tutor community is a safe and supportive space for tutors who love to learn and grow. We offer training, resources, ideas, and a chance to connect with like-minded tutors. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join our Qualified Tutor community at www.qualifiedtutorcommunity.org or find it in the show notes. Welcome to this week's episode of the Qualified Tutor podcast. Some of our favourite conversations here at Qualified Tutor involve talking to those course graduates who have completed the qualification for tutors. Today we'll be speaking to our most recent cohort, of participants having just finished the final workshop where we give an overview of special educational needs and disabilities mental health and well-being in tutoring. It's been another fantastic cohort and really one where the engagement levels of the participants has gone up a notch. This has been our first cohort where we have had tutors from independent agencies join us and in fact we've had tutors from multiple agencies in the course alongside independent tutors and most importantly uh, Sutton Trust alumni through our Sutton Trust alumni scholarship. It's been a huge amount of fun as it always is and myself, Julia and Adrian have really learned a great deal about the delivery and the content of our course. Joining us today in the cohort is Dolan Heaney, Richard Ashelford, Joe McKinney, Lucy Irving, Tanu Chatto Georgina Lay, Daniel Dipper, Zainab Al Saidu Kamara, Ikra Butt, Tom Seddon, Catherine Rouse, Nazia Ismail, Wendy Onslow, Kumadini Amaradasa, Sija Manoj Kumar, Lakshmi Kulkarni, Kavya Bose, Dana Musa, Amanda Cremona, and Carol Shaw. We feel this is the first cohort that has truly engaged with the Qualified Tutor Community space, which you can find at qualifiedtutorcommunity.org. Inside, there are multiple conversations and circles cropping up, including those for tutors tutors to gather resources, and those which will be collating information and advice regarding the National Tutoring Programme. There is also our newest group, uh, which is titled the Fast Track Recruitment, in which tutors and independent agencies can uh, meet and connect in order to provide a a safe space for agencies to find qualified and vetted tutors and for tutors to find the agencies that are right for them. Take it away, Adrian. So, what's... um one of the things I'll just give you
1: a little bit of time just to think through the, the learning that's taken place over the last four weeks. And also, what, what you know what things are you going to take away that you're going to apply and use? Before we do that, let me just tell you a, a little story. And this is a true story. This is about me. Um, and I just want to pick up on the, the, the information that we looked at earlier with Ken Robinson. So when I was a child, um, I... I've got I've got two older brothers, and when I was a child, I was very much very hands-on, very practical. My subject is design technology. I teach, uh, I've taught engineering and such like. So I'm very hands-on, very practical, and I've got two older brothers. And my parents would quite often say to about me, they would say, "Oh, Adrian's very very practical." And actually, what I took that as. Adrian's not quite as bright as the other two children um that's not how it was meant to be that's not what they intended but just that one sentence um that they said maybe 45 years ago has stuck with me for most of my life and let me just tell you how that one sentence has shaped my life um and how Ken's Robert Ken Robinson's work fits into that so when I was um uh, in my teens and i started to think about careers and jobs and those sorts of things i decided that i would go on to do my a levels and then eventually i decided that i would do my degree and I, my parents were incredibly surprised that i was going to do my degree because they thought i would go into uh, you know sort of the building trade or joinery or carpentry or whatever it might be so i went to university and um i i felt that the thing that motivated me was I felt that I needed to prove something to somebody. I didn't know quite who I was proving it to. I think it was possibly myself. Um, but I went to university. And when I finished university, I then went on to do my master's. And when I finished my master's, I started, and this by this point, I was in my mid-30s. I started the first three years of a PhD. And at the end of the third year, I paused, because partly because my daughter was about 18 months old and it's not a good time to be doing a PhD when you've got an 18 month old um, and I paused and I thought why am I doing this PhD it was nine years of study and I thought why am I doing this this uh, PhD is it is it for me or is it to prove something to somebody else and actually I decided at that point that I was as bright as my older brothers and I didn't need to prove anything to anybody so when I went into teaching my my driver really was about looking for every every aspect of every child and just seeing if I could develop them and bring them on and and, and hopefully give them a start in life so when I was in school I, one of the things I did was I, I introduced um, vocational courses so we did horse care we did head I was responsible for hair and beauty believe it or not I know um and we did motor vehicle, we did all sorts of things, everything you can imagine, just to give people life chances. And that was the, the work of Ken Robinson that allowed me to do that. Okay, so that's one of the things from my, in terms of my learning, that's one of the things I would take away. Um, and that's really shaped my whole thinking in terms of my educational philosophy. So, what's your learning from the last four weeks? What things have you picked up on from the last four weeks?
2: my my big take out is the why why i'm doing and that started that was the question before we even started all the course and um it's strange enough it's really changed my my um thought of where i want to go um since i gave up working in a school um last year i've you know luckily initially was working still with students from that school and much of it was sort of tailored towards passing an entrance exam to their next school in Bedford because we have a big private system here it was a private school I worked at um so even though some of my you know my background is all SIA and, and it and it is and that school was being that skill was being used and I just and I just realized through doing this that actually it is my passion and I've always gone with the most challenging people and the most challenging out of those, you know, because some of them they weren't necessarily have a difficulty, they were just delayed because they were so young. It was about catch up to get them through their entrance exams. Um, whereas, you know, and so I would always pick probably the boys, because I've got three girls myself, but put you know, that were the most challenging t- to work at. And I think working in this secondary school for four months earlier this year. Um, really highlighted what I can bring to the table with what I know. Um, and I think my why through this is actually, I, that's not what I want to do anymore. I want to use the skills that I have in dealing with disadvantaged and SEM kids. Um, so that's been a really, really big thing through, well,
3: that's through this. That
1: focused you on, on, you know, it's made, looking at why and, and thinking about, yeah, why, yeah. you know, what, what, what is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That? really focused yeah on, which is brilliant isn't it that's really yeah brilliant.
2: no absolutely And i mean i can i can have the same kind of story with you as as you have i mean i left school at 16 with not a lot um i could i ran out of school i hated it and um you know and i completed my ma three years ago um and it was like why am i doing this because it wasn't like i wanted to be a qualified teacher or going to because i mean working with loads of kids just doesn't appeal to me at all um, and it was actually because I needed to prove to myself yeah. to therefore have the confidence to prove to the outside world, actually, do you know what? I've got this. Yeah. Um, and I needed that because I left school with not a lot at the age of 16. So and be- since I've been in education for what, 12 years. And I just, you know, I had 10 years out being with my girls when they were younger and I just found something that I just clicked with and just, really passionate and the more like i said all the sem bit was just i love it i absolutely love it mm-hmm. and um and therefore because of that passion it made me want to study it um whereas you know at school i was one of those that would have had the vocational courses you know learning typing at the time <laughs> yeah, yeah. and all of that so again it's it's also finding for those pupils what they're good at and yeah. what they can bring to the table yeah absolutely. Um, and i love that
1: that's that's great, it's, and it's great that it's sh- it's shaped your thinking. I'm I'm really pleased about that, Dolan. What yeah, do you yeah, no, definitely.
3: Do? Yeah, um, basically learning about my own development throughout the the course as well, and believe it or not, the last week's course actually opened my eyes a lot at, towards the toolbox that I didn't actually know that I had um i started cooking at a very young age was probably about 11 years of age so at 16 i was actually running a brigade of chefs and by the time i was 19 i had my own business but i didn't actually realize how much tutoring i've done throughout my life so the course actually like really garnered what i've been at for the past 25 years so i know i don't look that age right enough you know and also the way that I've wanted to share my knowledge that I have now with up and coming young chefs as well, and the way that I can get through to them and the different ways and the different approaches that I would have with different people. it's something that you guys have actually really bolstered inside my toolbox as well. I wanna thank you for it, it's been really enjoyable. Thank you very much.
1: You too. That's great, that's great to hear. Yeah, thank you very much for that. Yeah. Can no, I just uh,
4: comment there? Um, uh,
1: yeah,
5: Richard, yeah. years ago when I, I, I was in my early 20s when um, I, I was in the civil service and uh, I did a series of training courses and somebody said to me, that's the last training course you need to do and I, and I thought, oh fantastic, I was about 23 and, um, and I thought, I never need to do another training course and you know something, I don't think I've ever stopped and uh, since I did my degree when I was um, about sixty, mm. uh, no, about fifty-eight, and um, and for this particular course, um, i just said to my wife, um, "Do you think I should have a go at this and see if I'm doing the job right? I've been doing it fifteen years, um, but do you think I should have just see see if I'm doing it right? And by and large, I am, uh, but I think there's there's quite a few tweaks that I can make. Uh, in,
1: yeah, we're always learning, aren't we? You know, and it, as yeah. Dolan says, there, you know, he's got his, he's got his toolbox and he's got some things in it, but that toolbox can just, just get bigger and more full as, as time goes by. Really, you know, we we're always. I mean, I've been in education for 30, this is my 33, 33rd year in education, um, and uh, you know, you still learn an awful lot all the time, every single day. You learn something new. Thank you for that, Richard. That's really, really good. Uh, any, any other insights into your learning or things that you just observations, things that you might just want to mention to us?
6: Yeah, I'd like to jump in here quickly um, to say, you know, I've come from quite a unique background as such, being a, a lighting tutor, which is of course quite a, a practical industry and it's not the first thing that you'd think of as being a tutor but actually i think it's been very useful kind of seeing how actually a lot of the approaches i've been using i didn't even realize match so well with what you would use across a lot of subjects and i think that's that's really useful it's just reaffirming actually you know a lot of these methods that you don't you know self-consciously pick up on you are actually using and as i say just how transferable these skills are because i've done lighting but actually i'm very to my history And I feel a lot of the things and the techniques I actually use there could directly apply straight across, which I think is really, really good.
1: Yeah. I think the skills are transferable, aren't they? You know, good practice is good practice, no matter what the subject is really. That's really important. Yeah. Any other points that people want to raise?
5: I'd like to go.
1: Yes, please do. Yeah, Tanu.
5: All right. So as a bright new um, person to the world of tutoring, um i had no idea what i was doing or what to expect all i was thinking are uh, oh, tutoring a part-time casual job <laughs> but doing this course oh my god tutoring is way more than that <laughs> that's what i've realized with this one that tutoring is one of the most complex things in the world you have to understand so many different things so many different concepts and um treating everyone as an individual. I just thought, oh, it will be classroom learning, but no, you really have to focus on that individual. So, yeah, wow. Well, but the good
1: news is, Tano, that many of the things that we talk about, we we naturally do as as human beings anyway. You know, it's, it's like Dolan was saying earlier about... Um, You know, throughout his whole, uh, you know, chefing career, he's been tutoring, but he's not been realising that he's tutoring, you know. So we we naturally want to develop other human beings and bring them on. And it's, you know, so a lot of it happens subconsciously and a lot of it happens and we're not even aware of it. But that awareness can help us enhance it in some ways. Yeah. Thank you for that. It's a really nice contribution. Any other points?
7: Uh, So I found it... um really useful as a I'm a trained teacher a few years now and actually for me to the I guess the experience I've always had of or the view I've always had of tutoring is that it's always been kind of like a a bit of an add-on so something people do on the side uh, or perhaps something which is you know which someone might do in school for you know a a few hours a week but it's, it's seen as you know not a dare I say an essential part of what's going on in school. Yeah. Um and what I found really useful is actually how you know tutoring can be used as an asset in school. Um, but it's only it only works if it's used as part of like the school as a whole. So you know when you're if you are using if you have got a tutor in school or you are using your tutoring techniques, then the actual kind of tutor needs to feel part of the the whole school team. Um, and almost kind of like um I guess a line practice really. Um, and that's the one thing What's come out of this, is how there are so many you know, different ideas, but so many practices that we all seem to have are also all the same as well. Um, and especially lots of the things that I've been doing, which I wouldn't have necessarily said were are tutoring, you know, perhaps are. Um, and what's been so great about this course is, it's kind of, um, I suppose giving give me a broader view really of, of what a tutor is and what a tutor yeah. can do. Um, which I think perhaps you know was a little bit. I think I, probably, I undervalued tutors probably before this course, um, and actually thought that perhaps tutoring wasn't as um, particularly talking to tutors who do it you know full time except during this course. Actually, I probably thought it was a little bit of a you know um, a secondary thing which people do as you know like a, a part time bit in their lives. But then actually seeing how you know they've all you know they they they've, I suppose made a career out of it. Um, and actually realising you know the range of skills I've got, it is really you know raising the value that I see in um, tutoring, um, which is definitely the most useful thing I've got after it.
1: Thanks, Tom. I think that's that's true, isn't it? You know, there's, there's a, a lot of people don't understand tutoring. I think what the, the National Tutoring Programme will do is it will raise awareness of what you guys do um, and it will bring it to the fore. You know, people will understand it much better. Um, and that can only be a good thing, really. So, yeah, thank you for that. That's a really good contribution. Any other points?
8: Hi. So um, what I was thinking was just, it's kind of funny how, like, with teaching, you have years of um, actual courses and then you have lots of different sort of meetings and um, training before you actually become a proper teacher. But with tutoring, all you really need is good communication skills and um a way to understand with students and being on the same level as them and connecting with them and also be able to share knowledge but we people don't understand with tutoring you also do need training you know um i've been tutoring for about two years now but i haven't had this sort of training on safeguarding or even mental health and i really thought this specific session was so useful because from all the statistics you could see how alarming it is really like how often like people may have um, mental health um, problems as well. So I think having this sort of training for tutors, it should actually be mandatory because not only is it a good basis for tutors who are new to um, the whole tutoring experience, but it's also important for tutors to make sure the the way that they're performing and the way that they're teaching is up to the perfect standard or the best standard it could be. Because at the end of the day, like clients are paying you and students are expecting you to provide the best sort of knowledge and the best sort of tutoring experience that you can possibly give. So yeah and I think on this platform especially because we've been exposed to so many different types of tutors, so many different types of people with different experiences but also tutors from different ages, backgrounds and also um, new tutors and experienced tutors it's been a platform where i could really learn from other people but also share my experience as well so that i feel like as a cohort like we can actually move forward as a tutor but know that we've gained so much knowledge from here yeah so um yeah yeah
1: the collaborative learning is very powerful isn't it you know work, working as a team and working together and learning from each other and discussing things really and it, you know that's that's in many ways that's a skill that you will use with your tutors as well you know and uh, develop their thinking as well
8: um, can even I, like the breakout rooms sorry even the breakout rooms we we're able to like discuss more with like a closely knit sort of a group of people and each week will be yeah. different people so i'm getting exposed to different sort of ideas as well
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So there's some good takeaways there.
0: And now a brief word from our founder, Julia Silver.
9: If you'd like to hear more about the ideas we touch on here or gain the tools to take your own tutoring to the next level, the qualification for tutors could be for you. This live online seminar is facilitated by industry experts who over four Zoom workshops will cover the foundations of teaching and learning and how it relates to you as a tutor. The workshops are full of rich discussions where you'll learn alongside other tutors and connect on a professional level. We will teach you how to be the kind of tutor every child remembers. Visit our community space at qualifiedtutorcommunity.org and sign up now for our transformative course. We'll see you there.
1: Uh, one of the things that um, the, the national tutoring program is is going to focus on is about uh, disadvantaged children you know disadvantaged children who may have fallen behind uh, in their education because of covid and such like um, and one a number of you on here have scholarships from the Sutton trust and the Sutton trust of course is very very focused on disadvantaged children so does anyone can anyone tell me how uh, the course might have helped in terms of developing and enhancing the learning of disadvantaged children
4: i'd love to go on this one um
1: it's Georgina.
4: so i am a Sutton interest scholar but um i mean i come in from a background where most of my work comes through people premium funding anyway through schools um and i mean my own background is sort of i mean i've been very lucky educationally. Um, you know, I sort of did the sort of very traditional path, A-levels, university, postgraduate. And um, one of the things that's been really fascinating about the one-to-one environment with disadvantaged pupils is actually the space that they get in that one-on-one situation from tutoring is completely they aren't used to being listened to quite often the students that will find themselves being tutored by you are the ones that are sort of shunted to the back of the classroom quite often in a class of 32, perhaps a bit of an inconvenience or they're in that middle ground between a sort of four and a five and giving them that opportunity to be the individual and giving them a space where their voice counts is so important. And it's fascinating here to hear everybody's voices. It's one of the beauties of tutoring. Yeah. is that actually as educators we get to be individuals it's brilliant to read the tasks and to just see actually everybody's got a different style um and if i tried to be somebody else they'd see right through it yeah students are brilliant at that and they call you out if they know that you're affecting a personality they really do call you out. so that genuine relationship is absolutely fascinating
1: yeah, there's a couple of things there, isn't there. I mean, you know, any form of teaching is about you and your personality. And, and, you know, people are just effective in different ways. And I think that's really important. I, I think the, the a really crucial point you've made, though, is, is about the voice of disadvantaged children. Because quite often what you will find with disadvantaged children is that the social skills that they have, allow don't allow them to speak up or they don't feel confident in speaking up or they don't have the ability to speak up in the same way they're not quite as articulate as other people might be and I think you know the tutoring gives them that voice where someone will sit with them and will listen to them and will support them and help them you know when when the words get all mixed up or they get feel a bit awkward there's someone there that's on their side that will support them and that's a lovely thing to do. And actually, um, not that you necessarily see the results of that, but you, you will be changing people's lives. And I think that's so, so important. And uh, if only we could see the results of what we do, um, I think we'd be quite, you know, certainly quite surprised and certainly very emotional, I would imagine. Thank you. Thanks, Georgina. Any other points there that people would like to raise about, particularly about disadvantaged children or, or any other issues
6: at all, really? And I think we'll probably... yeah, I'm gonna jump in again um, to say that actually I've got a, a scholarship through the Sun Trust to do this course and I'm so glad that I did because as I say it's really opened my eyes to a, a lot of practice. In terms of kind of tutoring as such, I the only time I ever had a tutor was actually through a program that offered a free tutor because of you know where, where I'd gone to school and because it was a disadvantaged area. And I mean for me that was life changing in terms of they helped me apply to Oxford. I've got the place there now and literally I'll be going there this weekend. But I'd say that, that actually that tutor enabled me to get there. And I think that actually tutoring is such a, a powerful tool for doing that. And I think, you know, I've actually written a blog for the Sutton Trust on this. The disadvantage gap, I mean, this year the report for last year it's stalled and COVID is only going to make it wider. And I think, yeah, tutoring is going to be such a powerful tool if we want to tackle that. And that's not just for COVID. I think that's that's more generally because as i say you know the disadvantage gap by age 16 it's you know 18 months which is you know it's nearly like they haven't been at school for two years which is absolutely crazy Mm. but the only way we're going to do that is actually by giving them that personalized support um and by tailoring the experience to them and as i say i think tutoring is definitely the tool to do that and we have got to look at ways of making it more accessible
1: yeah absolutely and you're a perfect example daniel there of somebody who's benefited from the tutoring system you know and and continues to benefit others through the tutoring system so it, what it's um, what goes around comes around isn't it really you know absolutely super yep. paying it forward i think julia you you would say wouldn't you yeah okay any final points and then i'll hand over to julia for for wrapping it up Okay, Julia,
9: over to you. Hey, so I guess it's my go. Um, I'm going to spare you the soppiness, but this is definitely the best 20 minutes of the four-part session for me because this is where we see what really happened over here. And, you know, Adrian says that we would feel very emotional seeing our students and the change that we've made in them. Hearing that from you, um, I don't know if you've noticed, I work about 23 hours a day on QT in addition to having a job. So this is what it's for. And all I wanna ask you going forward is, please stay in the conversation because the more that we stay in this conversation, the more that our students will benefit. And there's a big change that we are trying to make here. And the NTP has been very, very useful in catalyzing that, but it has to be an organic change and it has to be led by tutors. And tutors have to say, We want to make a real difference here. And that's what this is all about. We're writing a book at the moment about bringing tutoring alongside and into mainstream education. And we're going to be exploding some of those misconceptions and preconceptions that Tom picked on a little bit. You know, tutors mean that you don't have to listen to the teacher. Tutors are, you know, only for the most advantage. All of those things that mean that tutoring has been sidelined until now, we will take apart and we will show the world of education, but also parents and students that we are an important piece in improving the experience in education. So Adrian talking about how, how children need new ways to learn and the one size fits none model of teaching is just not enough anymore. And it is a lot, but it's only going to work when we pitch in as well. And so um, I don't want to overstate the vision, but it is an exciting time for us. And I'm really, really happy to be able to share it with you. Thank you so much for your participation. There is not a weekly task this week. There is instead, an evaluation form. And that evaluation form, as you know, is part of the course requirement, because we're going to be asking you the same questions that we asked you at the benchmark. And we're going to be able to measure how much progress you feel you've made, which is really, really important for us. It's actually even more important for you. And so the opportunity to ask yourself that same question again, at this stage, is a marker for you in your own learning. Because It's all about taking responsibility for your learning, isn't it? And so we wish you the best and good night and thank you. And we'll speak to you on the course space, on the community space very soon. If you would like to Twitter, we would be very grateful. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thanks, Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Everyone, you've been amazing. Thanks, Richard. Thanks, Ikra. Thanks, Kundini. Thanks, Lakshmi. Thanks, Niki. Thanks, Daniel. Thank you you so so much. Thanks, Kavya. Thanks, Gina. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Georgina. Thanks, Michal. Thanks, Catherine. Thanks, Leona. Thank you, Tanu. Thank you, Seija. Thank you, Michal. Who didn't I thank? (laughs) Thank you, Adrian. Thank you, Ludo.
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Qualified Tutor Podcast where tutors share their expertise to support the tutoring community. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join our Qualified Tutor Community at www.qualifiedtutorcommunity.org or find it in the show notes below.
7: We exist to connect, share and learn with you because tutoring is a small job that makes a big difference.